Welcome back to our weekly podcast, Design and Destiny, where we're aligning with the power movement of God as we search out how, how to grow, how to flourish, how to thrive, how to live deeply in God's purposes for our lives so that we can more fully release God's power and glory into the world. And if you're new to this podcast and to the Destiny Makers community, well, welcome. If you like what you hear, consider subscribing to our weekly podcast and check us out at destinymakers.org where you see some of the resources that we have for you. Okay, well, we've been working through our eight-part series on the seven essential steps necessary for all growth and sustainable outcomes to occur. And in case you're wondering, eight parts, seven steps, that's because the first uh, podcast in the series was an informational uh, podcast about the dynamics of change and why change feels so hard. Go back if you didn't see that one, it's foundational to the series, but I think you'll also find some very interesting information in there about change that perhaps you haven't um, heard before. So today we're on our fifth episode in the series and our fourth step for change and development. And again, if you missed any of the previous episodes, in this series, I really encourage you to pause this episode, go back, get caught up today. And so that, you know, today's step has meaning and context for you. If you desire to become what you are not yet, but have the God-given potential to be. And of course, you can find those podcasts archived on the destinymakers.org website at the top of the homepage, hit the resources tab, and when you do, the, uh, the, you'll see a down uh, menu, and the very first item listed is the Design and Destiny podcast. So if you've been following along, you've now worked through your self-assessment on the Destiny Life Wheel, which again, if you haven't done that, uh, for those of you who haven't, go to the Destiny Makers website, hit the resources tab, um, go down to, it's the third or fourth one down. I think it says free stuff or free for you. If you um, click on that item, you'll see a few PDFs that uh, you're welcome to download all of them, but for sure you want to uh, download uh, the Destiny Life Wheel. And the instructions for how to fill that out were given to you in, I think it might've been episode two. So you've worked through your self-assessment. You've described your 10 for each of your areas, and you've hopefully been spending some time with the Holy Spirit in prayer to uncover limiting beliefs, habits, attitudes, expectations that are holding you back from experiencing abundant life in your God-given design and destiny, which now brings us to the fourth step for all meaningful growth and sustainable outcomes to occur. And the fourth step is this, there is no progress, no advancement, no moving forward. There's no progress without release, without release. Now, if you recall my two stories from last week, the one about um, the abusive husband and the world-class cyclist, this process of reflection for revelation, it will uncover memories of how or maybe when inferior thinking, those ideas and thoughts that you hold in your mind that are far below God, far below God's standard of truth for you, 
Those memories of that inferior thinking will surface about when they first took root in your mind. And that revelation will also trigger the emotional memory you experienced and recorded and assimilated from that experience. And more often than not, those emotions are toxic emotions like uh, fear, worry, anger, resentment, disappointment, uh, stress, um, and so on and so forth. Those toxic emotions tied to substandard thinking. And naturally, the stronger the emotion, the stronger the memory. It works in the positive as well. The interesting thing is this, what we know about how the mind works is that anytime you take in new information through your senses, which is how we take in information, there is an electrical impulse and it goes through a relay system in the brain. And although it's split second subconscious transaction, the information travels through several steps. So in order to make sense of this information that you're receiving through your senses, what happens is the brain will look for an association between what you're experiencing in the here and now and what you've experienced in the past. In other words, it's looking for context. Does this new information mean anything to me? Does it look familiar? Have I seen this before? Essentially, it's searching for memory. And if there is some kind of an association, even somewhat similar, it doesn't even have to be exact. Well, then the next step in this information relay is to see how you felt about it in the past. So it travels to your amygdala, which is the emotion center of the brain that stores your emotional history. And it tends to draw outcomes about the new information or experience based on how you felt about it in similar previous times. Now, sometimes that can be helpful. How many times do you have to touch a hot stove to know it'll burn your skin, right? But in many cases, it can be hurtful, keeping you from the wonderful opportunities of faith and trust and abundant blessings in God. One example that really stands out for me is when I was teaching on one of the units, and this was in a Destiny Living course, I was teaching live one evening, uh, in the evenings. And as the class was leaving that night, I noticed a woman at the back of the room, just kind of lingering until everyone got out the door. She approached me as I was kind of cleaning up and gathering up my materials, and she was in tears. Tears just streaming down her face, which, by the way, is not an unusual circumstance for me when I'm teaching this information, whether it's been in the corporate sector using secular kinds of language or in Christian circles. Anyway, she began by sharing just how insecure she felt for most of her life. She had very low confidence and low self-esteem. She was, her job was um, a receptionist in a department store, beauty salon, and I have to admit, I didn't even know they had beauty salons in this particular, you know, low-end department store. So when I inquired about her dreams and sense of purpose, she didn't have any. When I asked her about her gifts or strengths or passions, she couldn't identify one. She didn't feel worth much, so she didn't really expect much. And that's how she lived her 40 plus years 
In fact, that's why she enrolled in the Destiny Living course in the first place, to get unstuck. Well, she shared that that night she had an aha moment. As we were walking through the neurocognitive concepts, she was able to identify beliefs that were holding her back from more. And as she was reflecting on when those beliefs were first established, reflection for revelation, it took her back to elementary school, an elementary school teacher who told her she wasn't as smart as her other friends. Can you imagine that? Well, the teacher separated her from her friends and put her in the back of the room with the slower, the slower students. And rather than fight to prove her teacher wrong, this precious little elementary child gave credence to the big teacher's opinion as truth. And this, my friend in the class, this young girl, she reinforced her own sense of inferiority every day that she entered class and went to the back of the room with the other slow students. Well, through her gasping sobs, this woman realized she'd been carrying self-doubt and underachievement her whole life. She bought into the lie that became a stronghold in her mind, keeping her from God's design and destiny for her. And without realizing it, she had pushed away many opportunities for more because she didn't feel worthy or capable on the inside. So before you can make room for positive, constructive, truth-laden beliefs that are more aligned with God's purposes for you and God's purposes in you, you must remove the trappings of the old ones that are often, often hold hurtful, limiting, fear-based emotions that will surely hold you back anytime you encounter similar situations of opportunity. I mean, she had many opportunities for advancement in her adult years, as she confessed to me, but subconsciously, she was pushing them away. That's how the mind works. And we're not even necessarily aware of it. We know that there's something that doesn't feel right. And we dismiss the new because of the emotional baggage associated with the old. If you don't release the cancer of bitterness, disappointment, fear, stress, worry, despair, desolation, anger, whatever, you may trick your mind for a short time, a season perhaps, but you will not heal your identity, your inheritance, or your authority in Christ. It's like trying to push this enormous boulder up a steep hill. It's exhausting. And the second you stop pushing, guess what? It'll run right over and crush you. So this fourth step of release, it involves a very intentional process of forgiveness for the healing of memories. Now, it's not something I can dive into in the corporate sector because um, the, it just doesn't fit the language of you know, the, the public sector, but it is an essential unit in my destiny living course because of the deeply spiritual nature of forgiveness that quite frankly, it pervades our entire personhood. So resolving and releasing the wounds of your past and present is an opportunity to forget what is behind 
and strain toward what is ahead so that you may press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called you in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 3.13. It doesn't mean that you rush back into unhealthy relationships. It doesn't mean that you experience this flood of euphoria and positive emotions by forgiving someone else. Forgiveness and the healing of memories is basically an act of obedience. And the scriptures are full of instruction on forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. It is an internal process that purifies your spirit and it activates an environment for wholeness. It allows the light of God's love and truth to expose areas of darkness where Satan has capitalized on hurtful circumstances and kept you chained to your past. It's a sanctifying process that breaks spiritual, emotional, and physical strongholds over you. And it allows new life to breed health and healing. Now, this fourth step, this process of forgiveness and the healing of memories, I recommend a three-part process, if you will, a three-part implementation of this, which I detail in my book, The Mind to Heal. There's also a whole unit in the Destiny Living Program dedicated to this uh, process and concept. But let me emphasize this here and now. If you have ever experienced significant unresolved trauma in your life, please pray about undertaking this step with a Christian counselor or pastor or trained professional. Don't do it on your own if you have not yet processed major significant trauma from your past. Just as an overview, the process basically includes asking the Holy Spirit to begin in your earliest infant years, drawing up for you memories, walking you through your life up to the present day and asking the Holy Spirit to unearth buried hurts, pains, embarrassments, lacks, any sense of fear or, or lacking that you might have. And with each memory that surfaces, basically you wanna name the person or the incident and proclaim forgiveness over them. And then name the toxic emotion associated with it. In some cases, it might be anger. In some cases, it might be embarrassment, whatever it might be. Name the appropriate toxic emotion associated with the person and the event, and then release it. I mean, declare it, speak it out loud, release it, and in exchange, receive the love and light of Christ. Now, listen, no matter how insignificant you may think the incident is now, looking back at second grade or something, you know, fifth grade or 10th grade or whatever, even though you may think now as a big adult, a big person, that, oh, that was silly, that was just insignificant, don't overlook it, don't bypass it. Because if a negative, fear based, toxic emotion was recorded in the brain, it's there and it needs to be released and exchanged for the peace and love of Christ. Why? Because toxic, fear-based emotions impact our lives, even down to the cellular level. That's right. That's how God designed you. Your brain and your body were designed by God for faith 
based emotions love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness self-control happiness laughter generosity all of those faith-based emotions and more you were designed for that and when you don't live that way when fear-based emotions surface fear-based emotions they actually prohibit learning they impact decision making and do you know they actually compromise your immune system and remember your current experience doesn't have to be an exact match to to prior hurtful experiences even if it looks somewhat similar the new circumstance will resurrect those old hurtful toxic negative feelings so don't wait any longer take the time for resolving and releasing through forgiveness and the healing of memories it's time to be set free and for more details on this process join our destiny living program on destinymakers.org we'll see you next week God bless you. I'm looking forward to sending you and giving you information on the next two final steps for all sustainable, successful change to occur. See you soon.